Welcome to the Returning to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Michelle Leonard. Here, we're leading people to cultivate joy through storytelling. We hope listening will reveal pathways to unlocking the healing power of connection so that you can see your relationships and the world around you transformed from fractured into flourishing. Welcome back, beloveds. If you joined us for our last episode, then you know we started a conversation with Taylor Rogers, the executive director of Wildfire Network, about reimagining church. If you haven't yet listened to part one, we highly recommend that you do so. In that episode, we unpacked the value of reconsidering the language we use to describe the people of God when gathered. In this part two, we'll be jumping right back into that conversation with Taylor as he offers advice for discovering new language that faithfully reflects the experiences of God's people. Is there any any new language that you propose, you know, that's another option if people go, man, I do want to be faithful to describing what it is that I'm bearing witness to and participating in that is reflective of what the apostles were bearing witness to in the in the New Testament. Um, what language could be given to describe what we're experiencing? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is the the beauty and simplicity of when the the man who is blind and mm-hmm. who is given his sight is called into question by the religious authorities mm-hmm. um, and just the leaders, and they're like, "What's going on here?" So, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is that I was blind, and mm-hmm. now I can see. Yeah. yeah, it's very clear, descriptive language of what's actually happening in ways that would be understood by anyone, mm. right? Regardless of your awareness of like religious language yeah. or technical language. So I, I hesitate to just put or posit a substitute for mm, okay. the word church okay, um, because we just don't have, uh, ecclesia doesn't function as a modern way of gathering and assembling. That's not how our government works. It's not... And and honestly, if you were to take modern analogies, there'd be more of you might say legislative ass- assembly for some. Okay. You might say war party. Okay. For others, um, there you might say task force, right? Um, there, there's different types of metaphors or analogies mm-hmm. for which ecclesia is a little broader than that in our in modern equivalents. Okay. So, I think if I were to speak to the heart of it, I think saying. A missional community maybe gets at the heart of it. But to be honest with you, I don't, I would hesitate to just put a replacement there for it. Yeah. Um, and I would say rather than trying to just replace that as a term, mm-hmm. try to just testify and bear witness to what you see and hear, you know, God doing. Yeah. And I think that um, it's okay to. You know, so so I, I mentioned the word church because that's English. Um, Spanish says iglesia, right? Mm-hmm. And iglesia is just kind of a transliteration of ecclesia. Yeah. You can almost hear it yeah, yeah, yeah. when I say that, right? But iglesia was just as off track in terms of the concept that they had in their mind, right? When they said iglesia, they really did most of the time, most writers, most thinkers, certainly those ones in, in power, they were referencing the same things that the English rightly called church yeah in terms of that's what they were describing 
right? So, so even if the word is fixed, right? And you're saying Iglesia, which is basically just saying like Ecclesia, right? But you have the wrong metaphor that you're pointing to with your language. So I, I, regardless of what language you would choose for it, I would say fix the metaphor That makes first. sense. Okay. No, that makes sense. And, there's, and here's why that matters. Because there is power and there is authority. The gates of hell cannot stand against this thing. Yeah, that was powerful for me when you were talking about Jesus' statement back to Peter, referencing like, a, hey, and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And, and, realize, and looking in that of like, oh, yeah, that's what's stagnant. That's what's like not is not moving. But the the body of Christ, the people of God, like filled with the power and presence and authority of Jesus, they move. And they take ground and they and they like run into these places where there's this false authority trying to operate and bring the authority and lordship of Jesus. We look for the gates of hell, Mm -hmm. not to run from them, but to storm them versus maybe having not fixing, but like just expanding. I think I heard you say at one point that the reason why how we talk about who we are as this gathered community matters And the reason why church sometimes can be like not quite efficient enough is because it limits our imagination for what it means, what it could mean, what the possibilities could be for a people gathered under the lordship of Jesus that are connected to one another and are responding to the issues and problems of our day. We want to expand our missional imagination. We want to expand for what like what could be possible. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I thought that that was really helpful because it can feel like, is this just a semantics? This is just like a argument about language. And, you know, and, and I, I, hey, I would say like, yeah, if this is all about just an argument about language, then that's like futile and, and, and ridiculous. But if we're talking about, um, the importance of us not limiting what is possible when people, when the people of God are gathering, that that matters greatly. It, ma- it does matter greatly. It, it can't be just like, okay, yeah, I, I do church. I go to church. Um, I invite people to church that's just very connected to this physical building versus something that's much more miraculous and mysterious yeah, I, I, that that resonates. Um, to to wrap up our time, I'm thinking about like uh, if someone's been listening to Return to Joy podcast, and um, maybe they have some sense of okay, I know this is about connection, and 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 our mission, if you will, is there's a desire to cultivate healing, justice, restoration by revealing pathways to transformative connection. How would you say that this conversation relates to that? There's a lot of talk of like unity or even connection. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes for those who are seeking to follow Jesus and even do so with a way that's anchored in scripture, Mm -hmm. often find themselves, you know, anchored in like the prayers of Jesus in John 17. And in just the numerous biblical passages that speak to unity and connection, right? And there's a very real sense in which the the mutual 
connection that you can have when you are mutually connected to Christ, Mm -hmm. if that's real and if it's, um, you know, surrender to Jesus, but in a way that just acknowledges him as Lord, right? That the power of that connection to open you up to experience healing and restoration is incomparable in the universe, in my opinion. Um, But that power to reconcile and connect you with others is equally incomparable. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had so many experiences where I don't even speak the same language as someone. We have completely different cultures from different places in the world. And yet they are a brother. They are Mm -hmm. a sister. And in the, the deepest, dearest sense of what I can understand that word to mean, which I recognize is limited, but in a way that sometimes feels even more so than those who I share every similarity with, Mm -hmm. but who are not connected to Jesus as Lord Mm -hmm. and who don't, who aren't experiencing the life of his spirit at work in them. So in terms of connection with people, in terms of the experience of, of healing, I think um, I think ecclesia, when it's experienced by someone, uh, has the power to usher in reconciliation and salvation for you. Has the power to demonstrate a justice mm-hmm. and a connectedness um, that is absolutely incomparable in the world. And I think that. Um, because I want to see more of that and I want to see more of that in future generations. Mm -hmm. I think that the instruments that we use for teaching and for encapsulating those ideas matter greatly Mm -hmm. so that they might be purified and in being purified, have more value, more power, more clarity, able to be used. Mm -hmm. So that that may be an attempt to say, okay, how does this connect to that? Um, It connects to it on the side of, if you're going to share this, if you've experienced it, that's one thing in terms of just connection in general. Mm. But how do you share connection, right? And at some point, how do you talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, for me, I I think why this conversation matters greatly, um, and it's one I know that, you know, we usually have more in-depthly um, in separate moments. But when I think about that heartbeat and that de- that desire for the cultivation, for the reveal, for like healing, justice, trans- this like restoration, repair, like those are those are big words that are thrown around quite a bit. But I for me, when I think about the way the ecclesia is described in scripture um, when I think about moments that I've 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 borne witness to, uh, where I've saw people having this deep level of understanding of who they are, who created them, who they belong to, who is their Lord, and their their place of identity there in connection to Christ, and then there's this purposeful fulfilling um, and whole connection to other people, the people of God that gather on mission 
sent out to engage the world, engage the culture, I see the truest demonstration of the cultivation of healing, justice, yeah. and restoration. Yeah, like this, I like I yes. see like no no disconnection there of like man. I in the same way I think of John fifteen of God of Jesus referring to him being the the vine and speaking to a collective body. He wasn't speaking to just one and saying you remain in me, but he was speaking to them, saying when you remain in me, it's going to be impossible actually for you to not bear fruit. Then in that I see the signs of the kingdom. I see miracles, and. In our English language, the best attempt that that we even get in our mission statement and trying to articulate what some of those miracles could look like, that would be or is healing, justice, restoration. Yeah. You know, but even in that of like, man, it feels like such a miss where, where there maybe not be a language, um, a word to fully describe yeah. this majestic miracle. That is almost unexplainable. I think that's why so many times in the Gospels, you had people going, would you just come and see? Would you just, I think about, I think, uh, I think John Garland mentioned it earlier in his episode of, of Philip when he was talking to Nathaniel, not, he wasn't, he didn't give Nathaniel, hey, here's all the reasons, here's the, yeah. my, my three point, you know, uh, sermon on the reason why, like, this is the Christ, obviously, like, there's also places in the Gospels or in the, in, in the, uh, the letters uh, where there is this teaching and, and 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 instruction about who is Jesus and the message of Christ, but you also see so many times when people were encountering Jesus, having no words truly to describe him, but just being like, "I just all I know is, yeah, this happened." I, I think of the Samaritan woman that went back running through the town. Come and see, come and see a man who told me everything about myself. Could this be the Christ? Like, yeah, yeah. Where people are almost like they have no words, yeah. I, I, where there's where they did give words, right? But there's almost this like, how do I, how do I describe what just happened? Like, I just want you to experience it. Yeah. I just want you to witness, bear witness yeah. to what so, I, what I've seen with my eyes, yeah. what I've experienced, like what my my heart has has just encountered. Yeah, I think that if instead of saying, "Will you come to church with me?" If you could say, I believe Jesus really is the king of the universe, and I'm among a people that bear witness to that as a fact, not as an idea, like, come see. Mm. And that you would invite that person and that the way that you are together, regardless of where you meet or under work circumstances, mm -hmm. or is it, that the way that you are together and the way that you are in response to Jesus mm -hmm. when you gather actually is evidence of his lordship yeah, and his will. And that like, that's the kind of community where debts are paid. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of family where there's just beauty. There's like reconciliation is possible. Like miracles happen. Yeah. You know, there's, there's things that happen. Um, provision is made. Like, I mean, we often talk about, and it's oftentimes it seems with this like elusive, almost like wistful longing for the church of Acts, right? Mm -hmm. Broke bread together in one another's homes and shared. And no need like, among them. Th this is often spoken to with like such like, whoa, 
right? And it is that beautiful. It is that mm-hmm. beautiful that's deserving of awe. But um, they were operating under the idea of ecclesia as their primary metaphor for how they were to operate mm-hmm. in the world, right? So if we want to get closer to that, mm-hmm. it helps for us to have more of an understanding of how they thought of themselves, mm. right? So, um, Which, from what I'm hearing you say, one of the primary ways they were thinking of themselves, if they were adopting that metaphor of ecclesia, it was, okay, we've got this common Lord. We're believing Jesus, Jesus is Lord, is the declaration that we're making together as a collective group of people yes he's the one in authority he's the one with the power and he's the one with the love and he's the one with the really good ideas for how to deal with problems okay okay so with wildfire network we say wildfire exists to help the dreams of jesus come true through people okay it's because we don't feel like we have the vision Mm. for solving economic disparity in our city or for saving everyone from addiction or for you know like all the things yeah. <laughs> that are all the problems. Yeah. We know that Jesus does. We trust that Jesus cares. And we want to try to organize ourselves in such a way mm. that it's the most efficient way for those dreams and desires of Jesus to be activated through his people. I'm... So ecclesia, there is a sense in which we talk about the church. Okay. Right. And when we say the church, normally we're meaning like all the people of God. Right, Mm -hmm. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord is what we're meaning. We're meaning the whole body, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But there is a sense when Jesus said to Peter, you know, I will build my church. First of all, he was taking ownership, right? So I'm the one who's calling this. Yes. There is a um, very real sense in which ecclesia, is like infinitely like contextualized. Like Ecclesia can be very small. Okay. Right. Wildfire Network owes much of its structure and innovation to the microchurch movement. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's this idea that like Ecclesia is more contingent on the authority of the Lord, the authority of the head of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then it is on any particular size. Got it. Yeah. So, or, um, and then, yeah, it can just, it's very flexible. Like you can talk about the Ecclesia in Rome, which might be like seven or eight expressions of gathering that are regular, you know, and it's a flexible term that can talk about the smallest gathering. Mm -hmm. It can talk about all of those in the city that are the Ecclesia of of Jesus. Yeah. Or it can talk about everyone in the world that is that. I almost wonder if... um... If ecclesia, if we were to try and make an attempt at language that um, would be culturally appropriate for us today, I almost wonder, sometimes I wonder if like community organi- organizer would be a, a similar word choice. And in the, in, the, in the nature of like what happens when there's, when you, you have community organizers who come yeah i mean it's probably like yeah, it's probably a stretch in some ways but you have community organizers that come into a community and usually what they're doing in that case one they're probably not they're actually trying not coming as an authoritative yeah. figure there they're actually coming of like they're trying to empower the voices of the community to gather and for them to band together to, to address 
like a felt need within their community. That could be, hey, yeah. this community organizer comes in, tries to help the people organize because there's a lot of kids that are getting hit by cars and then recognize, hey, we, we can organize our voices and approach our city government. Yeah. We can get sidewalks here. Yeah. And so it's like there's a there's a level of a gathering happening there among people with a group of people that have a problem in their area mm-hmm. or region um, that collectively band together to get that problem fixed. Mm-hmm. But even that falls short some. But that, that, it makes me think about that a little bit. I think that's that's great. Uh, I think that what's wonderful is that like as cultures merge as there are, you know, new technologies that develop, we can borrow new metaphors, right? So even the metaphor of network. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Network speaks to, like, with IT networking, it has more to do with the protocol. Like, how are we going to relate to and connect to each other so that we can have a mutual strength that's greater than individual strength mm-hmm. that's really just contingent on the nature of our connection? Mm-hmm. That's what a network is. Mm. Right. It's not like, yeah, its strength is determined by the, the strength and of its connections. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how in a network. Yeah. It, it's, a, key, it's a metaphor. But the key differentiating piece that even the both of those fall short in is we're saying that the ecclesia, part of the strength of it is it has an identifiable and Lord and yeah. who actually does have the power that's keeping them connected together. Yeah. So when you were talking about just putting out there community organizing as a concept feel like a christ gang feel like a gang it's pretty good i mean most gangs are organized and they operate in ways that probably don't have the kingdom of god as the central Mm -hmm. concern as to how they do things Mm -hmm. but if you think about why they're formed how they're formed how they operate you know there's some things and then the even the clear identity Mm -hmm. piece that's associated with like when you join a gang, like, I mean, Jesus said, like, hey, if anybody wants to come after me, you got to, like, Dick join off. my gang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's also a sense of, like, you don't get out of a gang. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so there's. Or the only way, you know, it's by death. <laughs> yeah. Off, off, so, blood in, blood so out. So <laughs> I, think, I think that there's maybe a, yeah, but there's a real sense in mm-hmm. which, like. The identity piece connected yeah. with gangs, the idea that a, a, the same gang, you know, mm-hmm. can pop up in different places and all have a shared mm-hmm. sense of identity and purpose, right? A gang exists for a purpose, yeah. right? Not a great purpose. No, exists, but yeah. but but it is a purpose. Yeah. And yeah, so some of the origin stories of gangs are even more towards a version of protecting yeah community or certain yeah. assets so yeah, yeah. there i feel like gang is maybe you know yeah. christ gang right is a is a is a metaphor um that maybe is challenging for some people to think about but in terms of just the fact that it is a people that are doing a thing for a purpose and that it's you know there's some identity connected piece it might be a helpful one for us to think of mm. you know like what does it mean to rep christ colors yeah what is that what does it look like to join his gang? That makes sense. You know, how do we operate? So so maybe that's a creative stab yeah. at like, hey, that's a metaphor. So Taylor, to would you, as we wrap up, would you just speak a blessing to all those that would gather as the people of God? Yes. 
without reservation or hesitation. I would say to all those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, to all those whose hearts are huddled in the upper room, longing for the presence and power and lordship of Jesus to be made known in this world. May you know him and the the power of his resurrection. May you receive the calling that he has for you and for community around you. May you, in some very specific, very beautiful, very hell-gate-bashing way, mm. say of yourself, I am anointed to preach good news to the poor, mm. to bring freedom to the oppressed, to give sight to the blind, release for the prisoner, and to declare this is the year of the Lord's favor. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Hope that was a blessing to you all. This conversation with Taylor concludes season three of the Return to Joy podcast. I am moving and I am preparing to go on sabbatical in the month of July. So excited about that. So subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media so you can get word of our comeback in August and be right back with us for season four.